A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, there's dolphins over there. Dan, no, they're actually aliens. What? You can Google it. <laughs> what is that from? Isn't there like some famous thing where they thought dolphins were aliens? No, that I think this misguided woman. Because I think she believes this. I, no, she completely does. <laughs> the way with. Wow. Y'all, I wish everyone the conviction that this woman had. When she told them to Google it that dolphins were aliens. It, Let me tell you where this comes from. It's some weird conspiracy. You talked about it one, on one of our shows. Didn't mm, you know maybe. I'm going to tell you where I think it comes from because this is what I think, uh, what I always think of. Oh, no. In Star Trek IV, oh, The Voyage Home, the original, when they went to William San Shatner? Francisco. Of course. Who else would I be? Oh, okay. The original. <laughs> sorry. Christopher Pike. <laughs> okay. Sorry. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> the ori- who else? <laughs> you know this is below. No, by the way, this, this is BDSM. This is below deck sailing yacht. And Not Trekkie time. <laughs> tensions high, patience low. Fuck it, let's get into it. Okay, let me hear this. That is the story of my life. Yeah. Tensions high, patience, patience low. low. Season three, episode nine. So in that film, they there was a large. Um, spaceship and it was making these strange noises and it was coming towards earth how could you not have seen this movie um i haven't seen it was a, a huge of- budget movie i like I, huge everywhere so wasn't it really in star trek they were and then so they were trying to figure out what it was and it was actually humpback whale calls and so they had to get the hump because the the ship was coming to destroy like earth the whales no oh, earth. the ship oh, okay I'm not but, explaining this well. But the ship was making whale calls? The alien calls? ship. No, the alien ship was transmitting these things that sounded like whale calls. Oh, okay. And they <laughs> found... <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay. Yes, yes. Humpback whale calls. And they... So they, like, got the whales to take in the, in the ship in the big basin... And they they took it and made the, and then the the they realized that the people were hearing a transmission sent a long time ago by humpback whales and that that was how they that they felt to communicate, but they were trying to destroy the, they were inadvertently destroying the planet. And so you don't care. You think that no no I do care because I think. You think that woman saw that movie and now <laughs> thinks dolphins yes. are aliens? Yes, she made about four circles in her mind okay and may- maybe there's another theory but that's where i went there's probably another theory for her y'all come at me if there's another dolphins or aliens because that's what i went to aren't dolphins actually have more in common with humans than we think they're very smart well they're and they're mammals yeah and they they fuck for pleasure that and they're, they masturbate they yeah they're one of the few mammals that do that <laughs> This feels weird to be be talking about the animal kingdom. I watched a, uh, when we were flying back on the forever flight from Philly, I watched a documentary called Jane. I saw you watching it. Jane Goodall. I love Jane Goodall. I do too. And I didn't know that she ended up marrying her, the cinema photographer they met, the guy who filmed all of her stuff. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah. She ended up marrying that guy. And they had kids together. And they had a kid named Grub. Don't get me started on that name. (laughs) But Whatever. Grub. But they showed video of a lot. It was very, it's good, but it's very disturbing. It's like a one 
chimp who has polio and can't move his legs and he's trying to crawl. Aww. And it's heartbreaking. Um, but it also shows one female, you know, in chimpanzee society, I think gay men, especially maybe some sitting on the couch, um, <laughs> have are really evolution forward, I guess. Yeah. In that chimpanzees, the female, you know, whenever she's ready to mate, her vagina kind of puffs out. It kind of looks like a gay guy's rosebud. Yeah. Who's been fucked too much. Yeah. But when she's in, yeah, when she's in heat, yeah. the chimps aren't fighting over who gets to fuck her. Right. Because they all fuck her. She lets every guy come inside of her. Sounds like a good night. I'm telling you, gay men are ahead of our it's time. It's very equitable. It is. Who knew that? Y'all fuck like a champ. So then you don't know who the daddy is. It's a guessing and game. And so everything, everyone's raised by... In a community, yes. Y'all, next time you can't get pregnant. <laughs> I highly encourage you to go to your neighborhood bar and just lazy Susan it. Just lazy Take Susan. all comers. Ah! Literally. You done? And then the entire bar will raise your baby. And there you go. <laughs> Learn from evolution. Wow. Wow. Yeah, someone just tuned in for the first time thinking we we're going to talk about below deck sailing yacht. And I just gave them a, a, a solution for infertility problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, this is BDSM episode BDSM. nine. We don't have tour dates <laughs> yet. We said we were. And as usual... We're still waiting on it's like It's not two. our fault. We're waiting on theaters to confirm. But yeah, we don't they're not ready yet. It's a real y'all, there should be some kind of like nationwide alliance of, of venues. And people are like, you could all use Live Nation. We don't want to do that. We we don't want to be a monopoly. We an, and we don't want a nationwide live live together because then it'll be like fucking radio and exactly. now there's no uniqueness in radio anymore. Thank you. Thanks Clear or thanks Clear Channel aka iHeart because you had to rebrand oh, because I everybody heart. knew. Clear Channel's the same y'all. They just rebranded because they knew everybody realized Clear Channel was fucking down with corporations except for Acast. You can listen to Reality Gays <laughs> podcast on iHeartRadio <laughs> or wherever you get your podcast. If they came at us and offered us a deal, I would say no. You can take your money elsewhere. What if they gave us $2 million? That would give me pause. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. I do still have my ethics, though, about big corporations and, and that. But I'd seriously think about it. $2 million for a five-year contract, $2 million yes. every year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd sell my ethics for that. <laughs> no one has that kind of ethical no only oprah maybe maybe um so let's talk about this show let's talk about it um the these were i feel like these were very reasonable charter guests we're dealing with mm-hmm. even the vegan is absolutely lovely and we expect this person to be choosy yeah and I gotta, I'm going to go back on this, but I just want to start out here with the fact, my first teabag, is that Marcos decided that he wasn't just going to give her all vegetable options. Like, they just didn't throw a veggie tray at her, and he, didn't, he just made his kind of food for everybody else. He, with, he intentionally said, I'm going to make fillets for everybody else, and yours is going to be a butternut squash fillet. And I'm also going to give other people vegan butter and vegan mashed potatoes so you can eat what everyone else is eating. That's genius. You know, that's a big Ina Garten thing. She says, like, don't make something specifically for yes! just one person. Try to just make something for everyone. Right. Other chefs haven't been so lucky with that when they have special dietary needs. I mean, y'all, this is way jumping ahead, but as Marco says, he learned how to cook vegan in West Hollywood, which yeah. is probably the worst place in the world to learn <laughs> or the best place to learn to cook vegan. Yes. Because if he fucking worked at Crossroads, those people are the people that at that restaurant are so unhappy or, um, uh, M cafe. 
Yeah. They're very good, but you can just tell the servers are so unhappy from just people and their people berating them. Dietary restrictions. And it's every detail. And it's okay to be vegan. It's okay. We're not saying, we're not slandering all vegans, but there is, especially there's a Los Angeles peculiarity of diet where someone will just say, I don't, I'm vegan, but I don't eat anything with nuts. Or, I eat everything except for fish caught this place and yeah, blah, blah, say, blah. It's not just vegan here in, in L.A. It's, no, it's everything. People are – like we always had one uh, one uh, woman at the law office. Every time I did the holiday party, she had she had all these things. And like we all – this sounds terrible because some people are, you know, celiac disease. So they can't have oh, gluten yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But it was one of those people like – she can't eat all this because our CrossFit trainer told her she was stop. allergic. Stop, told, stop, stop, stop. No, our CrossFit trainer told her she was allergic to it. <laughs> and I went, well, he's not a doctor. Right. But she's like, no, he said the way my body is. So she he looked in my eyes. Yeah. So she couldn't have carbs. Her CrossFit trainer. Couldn't have carbs. She couldn't have, couldn't have dairy. What a fucking idiot. She couldn't have um, sugars. It was like... All, uh, entire it was gamut of sugar. It was just like such a rigmarole of what we... And she always at the holiday party sent her food back and they had to make something else for this case. No, here's what you her. say. Can you eat before you come? <laughs> Simple. No, she won't because she needed to be included. She got fired. Thank God. Anyway. The thing, what I just want to say is, I liked her as a person. Can have, we had fun. You she can have, you can have dietary needs. Uh, be be. The, this woman was so. She's like, I'm so grateful, and I was like, that's so great to hear. Well, because, in the same way, I feel. You know, we have friends that are vegan and veg, and even still, they're even if somebody's not trying to make a big deal, they're they're made to feel othered. Yeah, because chefs. Either just give them a fucking salad or right. whatever, and so he just went around it, bad at the the right way. Marcos had a good episode this episode. Yeah, he did. He really did. Where they give you like, here, have this, have this. Oh, never mind. Um, have this Dick like pick. no. Um, I just when I see lots of text, I get nervous. Oh, that something's happened. You know what? I do that too. Yeah. We should probably process that. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, thanks, moms. I think that's the way the world works now. I know, but you're right. I see, even because even just you saying it made yeah. my chest tighten. Yeah, and I heard my mother's voice. Did something happen? No. When when my uh, rarely does that happen, but when I see lots of text in succession, it makes me nervous. What if somebody had good news to share? Still, hi, boy. Giving you good news. Hey, man. Um, anyway, that's my first tea bag. I'm going to be going back a little bit earlier, but what's your first one? I just want to say slamming your fucking finger in a door is one of the most so painful, painful. And if some people are like, Gary was acting like a baby. He was and I'm not. Like, he was not. He was underselling it, if you ask it, me. It is. It's just, just throbbing. And then when we saw his finger oh. and how bad it looked. The noises you make when oh. you sl- like, say you slam oh. your finger in a door, which oh. I've done oh. several times oh. as a piano player, of course. Um, of the, course. The noises you make are irrational yes. and not of this earth. You're like, get you going. You're like a whale. She was a woman. You just speak in different languages. It's beyond painful. So I thought that was completely reasonable. I was cringing watching all of this and even it's kind of piggybacking on this. But even later, when we see Colin actually <gasps> stick a needle ne- through, it, oh, now, oh, now, let me tell you, oh, it pierces fingernail. I grew up country, so I've actually seen that happen when someone slammed their. I've heard of that before. I've heard of it. I never you had do, to see anyone do it. Um, I once saw it at summer camp, oh, and a, a counselor did it. Now it should have been a nurse. <laughs> Make my butthole tingle. It should have been a nurse, but I think way. the nurse wasn't there uh, that day. <laughs> hey, as someone who used to run a summer camp, I get that. And then the kid, the kid had um, dropped like a rock, or, or, or they, they were trying to pull up a big rock, and they dropped the rock, and it fell on his finger. 
And this was a very spoiled child oh, from no. um, from the middle of the state. Some guy named Lexington, Chauncey. Lexington and Chauncey. Uh, yeah, something like that. They had lots of money. And he was acting. Now, it dropped on. He was crying his eyes out. Oh, yeah. He was probably 10 or 11. So, but he was just going, oh, oh. And it wasn't as bad as the other one. But the next day, the counselor at a table, we were all watching, heated up a needle, and they held his hand down. They poked it through. Blood literally spurted. Was he screaming? We, yo, yo, it's, it was like we were murdering him. And, and then he went, oh, it feels a lot better. Yeah, because it's the pressure of that. So yeah. Because Gary immediately felt better. And the nurse is like, good job. <laughs> Y'all, camp nurses, usually the good ones, as I know that y'all, I think some of you knew that I co-started a summer camp uh, called Brave Trails years ago. I'm not. I'm just a volunteer. Co-founded. Now. Co-founded. Yes. <laughs> co-started. And co-started. The biggest deal was finding the fucking nurse. Oh yeah. And it makes or breaks your summer because if you have a persnickety or not, uh, or a nurse who is not used to roughing it. Yeah. You're fucked. But if you have a nurse who's used to camp, it was like Nurse Beth at the camp Ooh. we taught at. Drip, she, drop, drip, drop. Don't wear flip flops. Don't wear flip flops. Because, y'all, this woman hated flip flops the rain, flip- mostly because every time it happened, a girl would break her ankle. A girl would break her ankle. And so and she would always have to go, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> Literally, there was like one summer where like eight girls were out oh on crutches God. because of flip flops. But. And they were Jewish girls from New York City, so already they're uncoordinated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she she was so she could deliver a baby she in could've. the middle of a in the middle of a hay cart driving down the mountain because she was just toughing it. She could put an EpiPen into a bucking bronco. Oh, she sure could. <laughs> Where some nurse from New York City never New York City, City. get a anyway. rope. God bless um, camp nurses. So what's your... Okay, that's yours. Um, I just want to say my next one is the smash cut from the editing. <laughs> None of these guests had any idea about the finger or what just happened. And Gary's going, rah, 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 speaking in tongues. Oh, my God. Rah, rah. And, and, the, and, and, and the same thing, the smash cut of Ashley or, or, or Gabrielle says, do you want something to drink? And the guest goes, do you have iced tea by chance? <laughs> Love that. And one girl's like, I'll have something with bubbles. Just in the smash cut is so beautiful. And Gary is literally one of the cut ultimate in upstairs, downstairs. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and that is when G- Gabrielle starts, Gabriella starts talking about she's exhausted and she Ugh. says she's worse. We get it now. She says, I did not want this for her. We we thought it might happen. It's true. And she said, I'm disappointed in my behavior, which means, y'all, she feels shame. Which she, that is not a good thing for Gabriella to admit to. And I will say, we'll talk about this a little bit more. the worst person for her to talk to about it, too. What is she thinking? I'm sorry. Going to a chef for for comfort? Going to to a Latin ex chef. So culture-wise... Who you've already chef, had a run-in with. So, yes, you've read a run-in with them. They're the chef. And culture-wise, this much, she's... They're not going to... What all Gabriella needs is what she got from Kelsey. She oh. just needed to talk to someone and well, say... Because oh, she told Marcos, she said, I'm exhausted and I'm disappointed in my behavior. And Gar- Carlos immediately says, well, you can control that. <laughs> the most Y'all, not helpful thing. If you're, if, when someone comes to you and tells you your feelings, it is a, it is a, this is a thing for all men who are listening, all eight yes. of you. Um, We're about to, Poodle's about to save your marriage. Listen up. Men do not immediately offer solutions when no. your wife, when your wife says, uh, is offering problems. She just really wants your, if she wants solutions, she will actually say, what do you think I should do? Yes. If your wife is bitching about Janice in the carpool that doesn't fucking pull her weight and never <laughs> takes the kids like she should because she's always- And just some, gives your kids- Because she's felt selling fucking another Tupperware party and you're having to lug her kids. Don't try to say, well, we'll get someone else. Just say, 
That sucks. She's Shan- a bitch. Shanice is a bitch, and that sucks, honey. Yeah. And your wife will I'm be I'm sorry happy. you're having to deal with that. She'll probably cry, give you a hug, and then she'll suck your dick. I don't, I don't know s- she'll do I don't want to set up a... I don't want to set up an exchange you know, for maybe, listening for dick. Maybe that's what I would do. Yeah. I'm going to usually yeah. suck your dick. I'm going to take that away off the table. <laughs> but I was just going to say, this is... He's he does not know how to listen. That's no. not his skill set. No, and it makes and her feel worse. What's interesting thing is the interesting thing is what she is doing, unfortunately, is she's going to everyone on the boat she knows that that she thinks doesn't like her. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing for Gabrielle, unfortunately. Yes, and it's pat it's not passive aggressive. It's just passive. Yeah. She, if she had said to Carlos, she doesn't want to say she's sorry. She said, I'm disappointed in my behavior. What if she had said to Carlos, you know what? I'm sorry to you for my behavior. Everything would have changed. Carlos would have said, apology accepted. Let's move on. But she wants, it's like she's trying to dance around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wants him to come out and say, I'm sorry first. It's the peace offering. It is so frustrating seeing someone self-sabotage who's really good at their job, you guys. But it just tells you. This is the the shambles that she has inside of how she feels about herself and yeah. how they are related to her performance. Yeah. That's the that is the foundation of perfectionism. We're gonna talk about this later. Oh, this made me so sad, but we this is something we we thought might happen and I was worried about it happening. Yeah. You said it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it. what's your next one? Or was um, that mine? Uh, or was that yours? I don't, I'll do one and then we'll take a break. Um, so Captain Glenn, okay, because Gary's down with his finger. Captain Glenn totally jumps in and he's helping the, the deck. They want to go on a beach. He's yeah. helping them getting down to a boat. And I thought, poodle, if a crew member had hurt their finger and the ship and the guests wanted to go on a, a last minute excursion, what would Captain Sandy do? <laughs> Just say, uh, uh, if Malia had hurt her finger, <laughs> Malia had hurt her finger. Uh, Lexi, <laughs> Lexi, can you go with the guests? I understand you don't have any way to pilot a vessel, but it's easy. You'll get the hang of it. No, she would not do that. Uh, she would. That's exactly. She would have had somebody else who was ill-equipped to do yeah. it. Cast and then she would have. Yeah. And then she would have gone like. Malia, look what you did. Lexi had to do that. <laughs> and then once someone said, but Captain Sandy, you're a leader. Why did you not lead her? Why did you tell Lexi to go guide the boat? It's that, no, I will not, ex- I will not ex- accept that because Malia should have provided for that. <laughs> but you didn't lead her, her ship. ship. I was too busy leading by example. Ah, it's too busy leading ah. by example. Okay, I think I came up with that term, leading but by you did, example. Sandy, you did okay. I was just making sure that there was. I need to go watch McMillan sure and Wife. One, yeah, I didn't. I kind of <laughs> was making sure there wasn't a Rizzoli and Isles marathon no. on. <laughs> need to go and watch Falcon Crest. Um. Oh. So. My oh, we should take you a break. Know, we should take a break. All right, y'all. so we'll, we'll see right you in a back. second. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast Dis and Tell is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, 
now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gay 
talk about and I I understand and I think Gabrielle probably would have she would have maybe had some of these thoughts uh without Ashley but yes. I think Ashley still lit her feelings on fire yes and stomped on them yes and not in a not in a way of that was very direct but just from being passive aggressive and mean girling her mm-hmm. into into feeling bad about herself, mm-hmm. and that is just that is so it's a fatal wound for for Gabrielle. She really puts on this front of I'm this badass bitch. I'm I'm nothing bothers me. I do what yeah. I want, but it's all this. Let me let me roar so you don't see my insecurity because right. I'm the cowardly lion. And and that's not what cowardly. Like, I don't want to use. She's not a coward, but she's yeah. compensating. But she says like to Ashley, she's like, I think I don't think I'll need you. And she's like, No worries, it's fine. And she, you can tell it's just so dismissive. And y'all, and Ashley would say, You know, I'm just saying what I need to. I don't need to engage more. What you don't realize is you're being mean. You're being nasty, and anyone can pick it up. Oh. And it's interesting. You think Ashley doesn't realize she's being mean and nasty? I think she does. No, no, I think she does. But I'm saying she's never going far enough to... Oh, no, she... Ashley knows what she's doing. Yeah. But do you notice she'll never do it around Daisy? No, she won't. Yeah. And she's doing just enough so that way... This is what she wants. She wants Gabby to leave. Yeah. Y'all, this is another thing. They have to get another stew. And then guess who's the new second stew? I promise you... People like Ashley are dangerous people to work with. Oh. They will always throw you under the bus first, as we saw. Yeah, as we saw. Because here's the deal. Why Ashley is more dangerous than Gabrielle. I think Gabrielle, this sounds terrible, but I mean it this way. I think Gabrielle's a good person. Yeah. I don't necessarily think, I think Ashley is a very, not a bad person, but she's, a very she's self-involved, self-involved, and and not empathetic at all. No, she Whereas likes Ga- that. And Gabriella is actually quite sensitive, and it's actually easy it, it's to manipulate Gabriella. Yes, and you just have to you just have to manipulate her with please like me. Yeah, it's easy to manipulate Gabriella because Gabriella has a sense of ethics and a yep. moral code. And Ashley doesn't have no, one. no, no. No, Ashley has one moral code to get dick! on that dick, dick, dick. I can understand it. Um, I think that was yours. My next one is... So they're all talking about all the girls want to fuck Gary and all this. And do you see just Marcus is... Marcos. I'm sorry. uh, Marcos is lying in the bed. And he's talking to Colin in his bed. They're just kind of having boy talk. Oh, I love a good boy talk. And you see how Marcos is kind of laying there with his legs spread? Yep. And he's just inadvertently touching his crotch? Yes, you can see. Like in a soothing way? You can see his groinal mound. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to go into a secret scene. I don't think groinal is an adjective. You you just completely ruined it (laughs) with the phrase groinal mound. That is one of the Pubic most... Pubic mound. Is that better? That is just... That <laughs> is so disgusting that you completely killed my boner. <laughs> What's your next D-bag? Boners. That's the... Are we on the ultimatum? <laughs> every, everything is boner talk. He had a boner. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're in fucking second grade. Because they're 22. I... He was cuddling in me, and he got a boner. What do you call it? A hard-on? No, I'm just saying Stiffy. talking about it in a way that is controversial and saying, and he got a boner. What are your euphemisms for a, a, an erect penis, y'all? Come at us. No, 
it's it is. I know, but I like what I, I think all right. funny names for all euphemisms for an erect penis is very funny to yep. me. Uh, I I don't know a ton of them. Hard on, hard on, stiffy. Captain bone. at attention. Captain at attention. Um. Uh, hard cock. I don't think that's a euphemism. It's not really. That's pretty direct. Yeah. I don't really know a lot of euphemism euphemisms for a boner. Stiffy. Come, yeah. Come at us. There's not a ton. There should be. There's a lot for dicks. There's a lot for and dicks. And for vaginas. And vaginas and assholes. Yeah. Maybe people think of it as too, too forbidden. Maybe. I don't know. Leaky spear. I just made That's that one up. Gross. <laughs> that doesn't have any any bearing in reality. Well, like, I don't know. Like the sun expression. Mm-mm. Um. So my next one, hole plunger, again doesn't really. No, no please, I'm asking you no. to stop. King Arthur's sword. No, 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 no please, really. you're embarrassing oh, yourself. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah, you can keep thinking about it, okay. but don't say the ones that are bad because you know those. All right. Okay. Zeus's <laughs> javelin. Zeus never had a javelin. Okay, well. Again. <laughs> I'm asking you to stop because it's not good comedy. I just don't. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, y'all, uh, I just want to say one way. My next one is this is how you handle a problem how to handle a woman there's a way said the wise old man I wonder how that that dates camelot no i wonder how that song I wonder oh that should, yeah. yeah well you it does end with is to love her love her love her it was intended when this when the piece was written in the 60s it was intended to be this this uh, chauvinist singing a song about handling a woman and then it turns at the end. I don't know that show very much at all. It is a very, this is Camelot we're talking about, obviously. It is a very long book show. However, it is being, I think it's being re, being re-edited. Um, I saw it at Pasadena Playhouse about I've 10 years ago. I've never seen it. Pat pared down. It's a very long show. The score is great. Did they make a film? I'm sure they did. Yeah, Richard Burton. Oh, Richard Burton's in the film. Yeah. I've never seen it. Is it good? You know, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, I don't know. Camelot can be kind of kind of be, can be kind of deadly. I've I've seen it more times than I should have. Okay. Um, I've only seen it one good production that they did in Pasadena because they they pared it down and I think they only had like four or five characters. Julie Andrews was in the original. Right? Original. Yeah. Richard Burton, Julie yeah. Andrews. I don't know if she was in the film. Maybe I she don't was. Think so. We're a far afield. We're a far afield. Where was I? Oh, how to handle conflict. That's what I was saying. Because, you know, Gary and Daisy fought about about that, like getting a coffee. And yes. Gary said, Gary tried, gets to guess a coffee. And he kind of just, and, to, and Daisy says, oh, I'll do it. Wouldn't want the deck crew to suffer. And they both laugh about it. And you can tell that neither one of them has any animosity about it. It's now a joke. It's now a joke. I think that's great leadership is to be able to do that. Well, it's it's that they can handle it, and because they they did talk it out, they talked right, it out. and and it was a blow up though. Because when you're a true leader, by the way, it was Vanessa Redgrave. Thank, thank you, film. thank you. Um, when you to be a true leader, you have to not take things personally. Yeah. And Gary and Daisy, that's They're one. They're good at it. They're good at it. It's one reason why they maybe will fuck one day, but they will never be a good couple because they'll, no. they'll never feel like somebody would take the relationship seriously. Right. What's your next teabag? My next teabag is, let me just, uh, let me just scroll down here and just see. So, speaking of Daisy... Some things I don't love that Daisy does as a leadership or leader, but other things she does, she's so good about because she you can tell that she's she's done this for a while. Yeah, is when Ashley calls. She's like thirty six, yeah, so she's been in Ashley this a while. Calls Daisy, and Ashley thinks she's going to have this moment of, well, you know, I just 
I'm just frustrated. She Ashley tries instead of being because she's trying to say that she's you know Gabriella. It's just hard for me to deal with her because you know she keeps saying I don't really want to say it, you know she yeah. keeps saying oh. that she she keeps saying that she really I don't wants really to, say this but yeah, she keeps saying she really wants to quit and that she's frustrated. I'm like I don't know how to deal with her and I'm just and trying like, to like I didn't want to tell you but like I kind of felt like I needed to tell you when. It's Gabriella. So Gabriella told Ashley not to tell Daisy. Yes, she asked her. Do you think Gabriella knew this would happen all along, or was she in a moment? No, I she's don't think that. She, she has a naivete about things I like think that. She was that naive as y'all, well. The, the problem, that, the problem is she, Daisy sees right through yeah. it. Y'all, she Gabriella wants people to like her so badly. She does, and and that blinds her to all of the. Of the uh, foxes who are around her. And she will get taken down. And Daisy Daisy even says, well, lots going on. She's like, I'm trusting you, and I hope you tell the truth. And then she says in her testimonial, Daisy says, yeah, I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I can see <laughs> then, right through this. And then she was like, would you want a Reese cup? Oh, I just screamed. Oh, y'all, no. It. Ashley, you got the wrong bitch. Wrong bitch. bitch wrong bitch. Wrong bitch. Sorry. Uh-uh. Not today. To follow up on that, I got we we never talk about this member of the deck crew, but Kelsey had a talk with Gabriella and she said, "Well, you know, there's a level of coexisting with everybody because they're talking about she's like, "So, We wear so many hats on this boat, and we just have to really pitch in and do what we can for each other. And I went, where did you come up with that wisdom? Where did you come from, wise sage? (laughs) Just out there singing on the deck? Just... I'm really thankful that she's there and there's no more, no, there's no dramatic person. In fact, I'm really hoping this next deck crew, for, for us to talk about, I'm hoping they're cuckoo. But... For the sake of the boat and the charter, the the rest of the charter season, I hope it's easy oh, for them. <laughs> I've turned, uh, y'all. I I was just telling Poodle these have been okay episodes, but there hasn't been like like there's not any theater moments or anything. I I want this person to just be fucking, a nightmare. I I hope it's Satan's talking to him the same like Lexi. <laughs> I just want a nightmare I, just to make it fun. I hope it's a uh, an old pirate who has a macaw on their shoulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a peg leg. Yeah. Arr, I've seen, I've never seen a squall like this one. Yes. I don't, we didn't have fenders in my days. <laughs> we had captains who steered the ship ashore. <laughs> Ashley, your breasts are as perky as the Seychelles. <laughs> uh, uh, Colin, you're as pretty as a maid in the moonlight. If you served me some grog, I'd smack you in the mouth. <laughs> And the bird goes, pussies, all of your pussies, cock, cock, cock. You almost made me spit up my water. It's not what's that liquid IV, which I enjoy, but it's orange. It almost went up my nose. I think I would give anything if that bird just said horrific, like foul language. And the bird would go, cock, cock, cock. And they would go, beep, every time the bird That'd be great. spoke. That'd be great. That's what they should do if they re- if they redid Aladdin. They should do that, but they've already done we it. We need rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. We need Jeffrey Rush in Pirates of the Caribbean. We do, <laughs> we do. as a ghost and that monkey. That monkey. God, that would make the char- that would make the season so much better. How many of those movies did they make? I stopped counting. God, the first one was really good. I I saw the third one on a plane. Um. And then I haven't watched any of the others. I don't know how many there are. I, there, there has to be like five of them. But the first one was so good. Oh, You're it right. was. And Orlando Bloom was so, so hot. And Kira oh. Knightley, when she was just swashbuckling. I forgot Kira Knightley was in that. Oh, she can do no wrong. She was, I don't think she was. I think the movies got less good when Kira Knightley wasn't in them. I don't think she was yeah. in the third one. Was Orlando Bloom in them all? He kind of was. They made them all about Johnny Depp's character. And the thing is, you got to be careful when when someone's a character actor and then they become the lead role. Right. It's like why like Tim Conway never had a leading show because Carol <laughs> Burnett always did. It's like him and Harvey Corman aren't going to have their own show. 
No one gets but this reference. I, I do, <laughs> but even I feel a little, a, a little. I just lost a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. I was born at the there, wrong there's time. There's a Carl's wife who's going. I knew I loved that about Tim Conway. I had a crush on him. Where Poodle talked about he should have been born like in the twenties or like in royalty. I in feel, the eighteen twenties. I think. For me, my decade. Y'all come at us. What decade should you? What time should you, you have been born? You in? You should have been born in the sixties. In the no, you should have been born in the forties. So you should have. Could you have been twenty in the sixties? Yes, born in the forties. But yes, I needed to be in my twenties and thirties for sixties and seventies. Yep. That was my, that I would and have you flourished. Would, and you would not have been a hippie or a counterculture at all. No, <laughs> I would have been. I think I would have been very famous, a very famous actor, because there were so many gay actors who were famous. But not gay. You would have been and, like Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, not a Rock Hudson gay. Charles Nelson no. Riley, a, a clown, a the, gay clown, the guy that did Madam, whatever his name <laughs> Waylon was, Waylon Flowers. Waylon Flowers. I would have been all of those, and then and I you probably would have died in the eighties. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Of eights. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's what happened to. <laughs> It is a generation. I'm laughing because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a great Instagram. I think it's just called the AIDS Memorial, but it it's great because it reminds like, you of these people wiped like, out. and it tells us. But we lost so many artists. Yep, like truly these amazing talented artists just gone. And as many artists and people, just people from all over all walks of life. Yes, yes, millions so, of people. Anyway, what's your last tea bag? Wow. I want to talk about Captain Glenn's sail boner. He is just like, I got to go sail. I got to go sail. Daisy, we're going we're gonna, to get them the dock. He has this weird, I don't know where he's from. I need to look it up. But there's a regional thing. That he, has, he, he has certain words. He might be Canadian. Oh, he's got to be Canadian. He's so nice. Um, but there's a certain way he says words like the dock. And and like just a certain thing that I find interesting, um, or maybe he's picked it up just maritime talk. I don't know where he's maritime from. law says you can't have Xanax on a boat, <sighs> Hannah. Maritime law. I haven't seen that episode. It's Captain Sandy. It doesn't say. Who cares? Um, doesn't say. Um, Blavo, Blavo, Bravo has the worst fucking bio for him ever. Like literally they just, <laughs> they don't care. They just don't care. That, that was their first slogan. We don't care. <laughs> that should be. So that is. Instead of watch what happens. Was, well, it's like, we don't care. We don't care. So y'all, my last tea bag. I don't know if you have another, but my last one's a Daisy and Gabriella conversation. No, I just had that, with, with, before that with him saying, he was like, we can't not sail. It's a sailboat. Sailboat. It doesn't matter. If nothing's put away, I'm going to sail this boat and I'm going to fuck the steering and he's wheel. Like, he's asking Daisy, Daisy, are you ready? And she's like, yeah. And I mean, I'd like like 30 minutes. It's like, I'll give you 10. And then at like five minutes, he's like, just kidding. You ready now? And We're finally, gonna go now. Daisy's just like, sure. That's like me trying to open presents for my mother. And it's like 545. Can we open presents now, mom? Tapered. I need to drink my coffee. 30 seconds later. Can we open presents? I told you, 6 a.m., do not get up before then. Is that awake? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Jaybird Santa had a really hard time putting together that Castle Grayskull, so we're never doing that again. God. He told me as he left, oh. it's never, you're never getting another Castle Grayskull. <laughs> You're going to get some more shrinky dinks because I know you like things that are artistic. Poor Mother Poodle. Ugh. Just having Christmas. I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, y'all, I think my last one's just Daisy. Gabrielle has this conversation with Daisy and she says, I feel like I've lost your trust. And Daisy says everything right to Gabriella. Uh, yep. You're a great stew. You have great energy when you. When you show up with good energy, she said, you just need to want to be here. And um, and Daisy says, don't let things consume you like this because right. this is the result. Of Gab Gabrielle said, this is the result. So the thing is, she talks to her, but what we see from next episode is 
She can't get out of this storm she's in. It's going to be, it'll, it, ironically, it's Marcos who will be her downfall. Yeah. Because, you know, unless maybe your chief stew or maybe chief deckhand, you're not going to win against a chef. No, you're Especially not. Especially a chef who's killing it and making it. And also, again, I just want to say, like, not that he's an unreasonable man, but it's just, it's not going to be in Marcos's nature to deal with your pa- passivity. Right. She, if she wants an apology, she needs to be assertive about right. that. Right. She wants so badly because she's had, when she's tried to defend someone when she was having a bad day, so she lashed out. And she she tried to apologize to him, but it was awkward and not good. No, it was, and, yeah. and she, and you can't build comedy, not comedy, comedy, uh, you can't build a sense yeah, of community. community with someone when they feel that, that you have are that you haven't either you haven't made something right, and it's 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 interesting. She, I think she's a very, I think she's got a lot of demons, unfortunately. So next week she's talking to Captain Glenn. Do you think I she's saw quitting? It. He might try to convince her. That's Not what I to, think is gonna happen. but I, they they've got three more charters. She's going to see that as pretty dawning. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I maybe she'll I, stay at the new deck cruise hot. <laughs> I don't know. I I this was the worst. This was the last thing I wanted for her. But we worried. It was. It again. I feel like Tyra. It's like with Tyler and the Reigns. We were rooting for you, Gabriella. We I know. were rooting for you. Yo, that's the show. That's the show. That's below dick. Selling yacht, everybody. Go to realitygates.com to find everything that you need to find out about us. <clears throat> Go to our Instagram, Reality Gates Podcast. That's where we will be our the first. That will be our first jumping off point of when we schedule new sh- new shows live shows. For you to, live shows for you to get tickets to. Coming soon. <laughs> we promise. Just like y'all, oh, our poor booking person. She Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. It's just doing her best. Just waiting for these God fucking bless venues. And she's doing her fucking best. But you know, there's some there's somebody named, I don't know, there's some guy named Earl in a theater who's just gonna call her back when he has time. Well, it's not even that. They just they they just don't care. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But anyway. That's fine. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. And until then, Anchor's Anchor's again.